You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Whoa, what's Whoa, up? What? Horn back, noise, horn noise. Back again for the first time. VHS Vengeance. Yes. You can't escape the tapes. No, no, they, we will drown in the tapes. I kind of want to drown in the tapes, but that's probably because I love VHS so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey everybody, yeah, this is VHS Vengeance, the podcast. And let me tell you who I'm looking at, Nick Puente over here, noted Portland comedian. Hello, yes, uh, yeah, my, uh, I'm Nick Puente, the founder of, uh, or co-founder of Films Against Humanity that puts on Films Against Humanity Presents VHS Vengeance, the live show, um, and I'm sitting across from my buddy Dave, Dave, Dave Lowry. Lowry. Oh yeah. Administrator uh, and founder of? Bad movie suggestion. If you guys want to join the conversation of this podcast, uh, push us in a direction, uh, force us to pick a movie. Do you know something that we don't? Bad movie suggestion. It's on Facebook. Uh, yeah, join the conversation. He'll probably add you. He he added me, and I didn't even know it for yeah. a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, afterwards, uh, when these get published, they will be on the Bad Movie Suggestion page and the VHS Vengeance page. Uh, so check those out. Yeah. Definitely come to our uh, live show. Uh, it's the same that, that this podcast is dropping the same day that our last live show at the Hotbox Comedy Room uh, will be happening. Yeah, a little sad about that, but it's going to be onwards and upwards for you guys. So I'm yeah, proud of you. Most definitely. Uh, I'm super excited about that. And I'm super excited about this film. Our, what a way to start out. No retreat, no surrender. One of the biggest misnomers in a film title history. Never have you been lied to harder by a film's title. Uh, and I, I like the other titles, actually, because uh, uh, it's, it's alternatively known as Ring of Truth or, uh, or in uh, Europe in general, Karate Tiger. <laughs> or my, uh, my personal favorite in Italy, if you're looking for this film, you got to look up Kickboxers, which I just like. I just think that's nice. I yeah. think it's a nice, simple uh, – Simple title for a film. Now, we're, there's also three versions of this. There's a 94-minute version, uh, an 85-minute version, and the 79-minute version. I think we watched the uh, DVD-level one, the mid-one, 85 minutes. I want to say it totaled out at one hour and 34 minutes, so the version a, that I watched on 95. YouTube. 95. Yeah. We so. watched the longest one. We we, we took oh, it to the edge. Thank God I saw every minute of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I do not want... Why would I want... I'd hope... I'm, yeah, I'm glad, too, that they didn't well, cut out. Well, I mean, th- that's the thing. If you cut something out of this movie, it might not make sense. That's right. Totally. Now, this... Uh, as VHS uh, cult film aficionados and then running in those circles, people know of No Retreat, No Surrender, and we had both heard of it, but neither of us had seen it. And it's most famous for being Van uh, Van Damme, uh, JCVD, to his friends, Jean-Claude Van Damme's film debut. But after seeing it, that is like fifth or sixth down on the list I mean, he's, for me on why you should see this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's in there. He's, he's up at the top, comes back at the end, and they credit him pretty big like they knew he was going to be a big deal in the credits. as uh, And it says, and Jean-Claude Van Damme as... Ivan the Russian. Um, Ivan, comma, the Russian is his character name. I guess like vodka McStalingrad was taken. Um, anyway, he looks great. He's super young. He's wearing like a white suit. And a he red does have tie. a pretty pimp white suit. Yeah, dude. I like that. Uh, but 
Yeah, and and usually usually at the end of these, uh, we will say whether they did wrong, right, and if you should see this movie, we'll save the the uh, uh, judgment for the end. But with this one, there's there's really no need. Go see this film. Sure, you it will enrich your lives as it did ours. But the insanity of it, like we we could go scene by scene, but that would take. Hours, days, weeks, maybe. Yeah, well, you could dissect this movie. If you were a doctor looking for craziness, you'd be just like pulling out hunks of of bonkers, like for forever. Really, I mean. So, so we're gonna stick to like three or four big highlight scenes that will totally encapture encapsulate the rest of the insanity of, of of this film. But before we do that, let's just just on the basis say, Dave, mm-hmm. you are a direct video movie producer mogul i am yes in in late 80s hollywood you got you got a kick-ass suit you got a little lamborghini on your desk filled with cocaine Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say growing cocaine problem right and i walk in and say dave yeah i've got it oh what this is the one that's gonna get us into that canon film money level baby (laughs) this is it check this out so i just wrote 225 pages for this film and it's about okay check this out so it's about this kid named jason okay he's a huge bruce lee fan love it love it bruce lee hot kung fu karate right but anybody buddy gets beaten up a bunch not by uh other dojos or uh gangsters or anything just kids in the neighborhood so like, like fit kids, kids that are like are in really good shape. No, uh, really portly, uh, wheezy, overweight kids. Uh, and, and okay, but other... not like a kid that looks like the bad guy from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, though. Like actually, actually, you look. We should get him. He would fit this character perfectly. So that kid beats up this kid a bunch of times, but then, then Jason gets trained by the ghost of Bruce Lee. Wow, it's like Ghostbusters meets Karate Kid. I think we're going to make $8 billion, says a guy that just did a huge line of cocaine. And then on top of that, he uses these newly acquired talents to save Seattle. I should have mentioned that. We're filming this in Seattle because what other bigger market is there in 1986 than Seattle? Yeah, this is a weirdly placed movie. It starts in Los Angeles. Um, A guy is running a dojo. And his kid is a little asshole. Right. And, um, that wait, back up, back up, because I'm not even done with the pitch yet. Sure. Oh wait. Because he's saving. Who is he saving Seattle from? <laughs> he's saving Seattle from gangsters who are going across the country, buying out dojos for their own crime syndicate, protected by their own personal martial arts master, the previously aforementioned Ivan the Russian. So come on, tell me that doesn't just bankroll money in. It's going to be coming off trucks. It's going to be falling out of the sky for us with this. Oh, it's it's amazing. I mean, this kid, Jean-Claude Van Damme, sure, he's Belgian. We'll just have him not talk, and we'll have him sneer all the time. That's that's kind of how you can tell he's like, you know, a Rusky. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, so you were so, – so that's the technical synopsis of the film. Uh, but really, it's just batshit craziness uh, from start to finish. Uh, starting literally with, like you were just talking about, the very first scene of the film uh, that is the Los Angeles part, which is all of three and a half minutes. Yeah, it's a very brief. Uh, but it's it shows the dad uh, running a karate uh, dojo and his piece of shit kid 
who Ugh. while yeah, doing the worst doing while doing light sparring with other kids in in the school just takes it upon himself to do real UFC uh, Muay Thai front kicks and elbows to the face yeah, to it, another kid. It's not okay. Almost anything this kid does. This kid, like you said, they're sparring and all of a sudden, bow, bow, bow. This kid is like full on punching the shit out of his sparring partner. And he's laughing about it. Like, ha, yeah. That's good. what Bruce Lee would do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, his dad pulls him off and tells him that you shouldn't do that, which the only thing I will agree on the dad with in this entire movie that you shouldn't blindside your sparring partner uh by going full contact out of nowhere but then he tells them that not only should you not hit people uh unawares and randomly but you shouldn't hit people in general you shouldn't even know martial arts i shouldn't be teaching martial arts (laughs) Uh, (laughs) violence of any kind is bad and no one should ever hurt anyone in the world ever sparring only and and uh his kid Brings up a valid point. He's like, what if someone's attacking you? What if someone's attacking us? What if someone's trying to take down the school? And then immediately uh, the dad tells him, well, what's the answer? The answer, of course, son, is to always retreat and always surrender. Yes, dad's a real uh, coward. Um, full-blown coward. I mean, all, spoiler yeah, alert, almost everyone in this movie is some kind of creep, coward, weirdo. Um, Bully. Good guys, bad yeah. guys. Everyone's just bad. Everyone's yeah, no just... one's really good. Um, everyone is kind of also into retreating and surrendering. Um, but it's it's it sets the precedent in the first scene that the dad says we should always retreat and always surrender because later on, uh, the kid Jason and uh, his best buddy RJ, um, even though they will shout their mantra "No retreat, no surrender" in, Love it. before every uh, encounter with danger or possible danger. Uh, when they're actually faced with it, they do what again? Uh, they run away. Right. Immediately. There's actually a scene later on where RJ, um, who is a best friend character who's awesome, and I love him a lot, and I want I could just talk about him all day. He shows up and he goes, and he like invents their catchphrase impromptu, seemingly. He just goes, hey, no retreat, no surrender. And then they give a high five, and then um, they're in a fight outside of a burger joint, a uh, a, a manager comes out and goes, hey, what's going on here, kids? They immediately bolt. They run the hell away. It's like they retreat less than two seconds after shouting, no <laughs> retreat, no surrender, as their supposed mantra. Uh, yeah, this this. if you like to see kids run away from like tough, tough situations, this is your movie. It's great. It's, it's a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a great lesson for kids to always retreat and always surrender. Never stand your ground because possibilities could be uncomfortable, and that's not good. No one wants that. Uh, but so after the dad sets the precedent of always retreating, always surrendering, he's immediately met with the gangsters mm-hmm. uh, coming to buy up L.A. karate gyms and use Nick, them as fronts, which is a brilliant you're criminal ta- mastermind You're talking plan. about this like it's crazy. It's very simple, okay? These are New York gangsters. Okay. They're showing up at a karate dojo to use it as a front, period. Uh, like, I don't understand how... <laughs> the front for what? Who knows? Who doesn't... It's mob stuff. Crime stuff. stuff. Crime stuff. And, uh, and yeah, these, these gangsters show up, and he's like, hey, uh, get out of here. I don't want the thing that we talked about, I guess. And uh, anyway, long story short, this dad gets his ass kicked. He gets his leg broke by Jean-Claude Van Damme, looking real sharp in a white suit. And um, But even uh, uh, even better than that, even though that is a, a, a great pivotal point for the movie, 
uh, for the lives of the people outside of the movie. This is even more important because the dad would later go on to uh, – Tim Baker would later go on to be a character witness in Van Damme's civil trial uh, for Cyborg when he blinded a stuntman with a prop knife. I would love to hear that testimony. What does that sound like? I know Jean-Claude Van Damme, and if that's one thing I know, he would never accidentally kick an eyeball out of another man's face. Like, what is that? I know him too well. It couldn't happen. Uh, well, he not only uh, – well, first of all, if you really want to hear it, we have it spliced in our Films Against Humanity uh, episode for yes. Cyborg. Oh, um, yeah. But also, uh, you you would not hear Tim Baker saying that because his whole point was that when I worked with Van Damme, the very first day of taping we had, he repeatedly misdid his kicks and kicked me in the stomach, ruptured my shoulder, <laughs> kicked me in the neck, and once in the nuts. So I do not trust him in any uh, stunt work or movie circumstance at all. And then later on, uh, Peter Cunningham, who uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, later, also was there as a character witness and uh, wasn't exactly anti-Van Damme, which I – mad props for him for doing that because – Nick uh, Puente says snitches on Jean-Claude Van Damme gets stitches. <laughs> but, Don't be uh, snitching on JCVD. But yeah, as, as, but that's uh, – so from the get-go, there's, there's a bad start for the – mantra of the film which is no retreat no surrender because they immediately do that and then in real life they've uh van damme fucks up the first dude he's he's supposed to be on screen with so that's that that that's an awesome setup for uh for this movie in general but then but like you said they uh, we they immediately leave la because of this the dad oh uh, actually i'm gonna oh, if okay. i can pause you real quick let me <clears throat> do a dramatic line Ooh, reading. Okay. Uh, the dad's leg has just been broken by mm -hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's in the hospital and we see his worried face. And this is a scene, there's no dialogue spoken. It's just his face and this guy overacting like crazy, like, huh, worried face, worried face, worried face. And you just hear his thoughts. And he says, that killer, it was Krasinski the Russian. Ah, they want all the major dojos as fronts for organized crime. I know they'll be back. What should I do? I, I can't lose my family. There's nothing else to do but leave. <laughs> Surrender. And uh, when in doubt, yeah, just run away to Seattle, dude. Like, just get out of town. Well, I, hey, a lot of people have followed that uh, ideology. <laughs> now, is Seattle further from New York City than L.A.? I mean, I haven't done the mathematics, but I'm not sure how that's his whole plan. It's, it, either way, it's the – oh, Yeah. From New York, it is the other side of the country, either way. Sure, yeah. So when the mobsters show up later, it doesn't really make much sense. There's a bunch of mobsters in L.A. They're like, shit, I bought this ticket from New York to L.A. And, uh. But but the move to – so they move to Seattle, and that's the uh, next biggest scene, mostly because it has the most uh, character intros for this, for this movie, which are all amazing. Um, yeah. First and foremost, so we, we've already introduced the dad as essentially a little bitch who gets his ass kicked. Yeah, he's a punk ass bitch, I think is what we used to call it yeah. in, in my time. Right. Uh, Jason's an asshole. Uh, JCB is dangerous on screen and off. Uh, but then this in this scene, the move to Seattle, you get to meet the mom who has two of the best scenes maybe in cinema history because they are the same scene just repeated of her picking up a box from the car and saying, Jason, can you help me with this? <laughs> and that's her entire connection to this film. 
Yeah. Is those There's a lot of characters that have, have spoken parts in this movie that do not need to have spoken parts in this movie. But so so we we get that uh intro we get that mom intro uh and outro basically and then followed up by your favorite character RJ Oh my god I love RJ RJ okay who's RJ you're asking RJ yes, who is RJ is it, he is like kind of a interdimensional sprite I would describe him as that just he loves popping and locking and he's super friendly and like so okay so it's this little 80s like b-boy kid and he rolls up on his bike and he's got a boombox he's playing some crazy like b-boy music and he's just like hey buddy and he starts just popping and locking in front of uh, our karate boy and they pass a ball around for a little bit and he's just doesn't right he... from the get-go he just wants to be this kid's best friend like he's just like i'm rj you're my best friend i love you i'll do anything for you <laughs> immediately it's awesome and um yeah, he's just great. I love his positivity. Every time he's in this movie, I just I was super into it. RJ rules, and I want to be that kid's best friend. I'm just saying. Well, then he he acted well because uh he made you he made you a believer. Yeah. Which is especially impressive since uh the kid who played RJ lied about being able to rap, break dance, and or pop. Oh, clearly cannot rap. There's a part where he raps, and I, I, I'm doesn't sad he, I didn't write down his lyrics, but they're hilarious. Doesn't he? Isn't that basically how he intros himself? He's like, "Hey, man, what's your name? My name's RJ, and I came to play." Oh, he raps a like, lot. He's, but it's like never to the beat. You know how in the <laughs> '80s you would rock to the beat? It's like I just rapped better than RJ ever does in this movie. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that the kid uh, lied to the producers, saying that he he had the look. Yeah. And he had the energy mm-hmm. and got himself a role out of it. Good for him. Uh, apparently it was the only role because he's he, he doesn't act anymore. I would hire that kid. But you love RJ. I love RJ. Okay, okay. So I'm not got... saying I hate him. I'm not saying I hate him. RJ... Who I do hate. Who I do hate. Fat kid? Yes, is Fat Kid. <laughs> the uh, The real antagonist of this film. It's not Van Damme. It's not the mob. It's Fat Kid who intros himself in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Uh by uh, sitting on a car and seeing RJ meet Jason and eating a giant chocolate cake he, a la the and, fat kid from Matilda. An entire layer cake that he's eating with his bare hands, shoveling it in his face. And, well, I mean, that's realistic. You know how, like, you get, like, a layer cake from a grocery store, you sit outside, you lean on a car, you watch right. another kid move into the neighborhood, and you you decide to hate him because he's into karate? Yeah, I mean, which, which he immediately— And he, like, name drops the neighborhood. Uh, oh know. yeah, he named it, and uh, yeah, <laughs> just what Capitol Hill needs. Yeah. another Bruce <laughs> Lee fan. Ah, Bruce Lee freak. Just what Kingswood needs. Why me? And he immediately decides to uh, ruin these kids' lives because of their friendship. Now, apparently, there is a cut scene, which I think is very strange. That the director, it must, I just can't imagine how terrible it was then. But there's a cutscene of RJ tripping, uh, who will, we'll stop calling Fat Kid and just call him Horace, uh, <laughs> Mad Props, Monster Squad, um, who trips Horace in lunchroom, in the lunchroom. And from that point on, that's why Horace decides to hate RJ and whoever befriends RJ. But it's still wildly uh, overkill yeah. for the amount of revenge. And stuff that he uh, does. Well, to fast forward a little bit, um, this kid. uh, Okay, I'm just going to keep calling him Fat Kid. But before anybody gets offended, anything I could say here is dramatically less offensive 
to the way that the movie portrays this young actor. So just keep that in mind. Um, I just want you to know that uh, there's nary a scene where he doesn't have cake or mustard smeared on his entire face. It's crazy. Or there's one scene where he buys friendship. The exact from a, this from is, the at the burger joint. You got it, man. Uh, which, which which shitty people like he buys them a bunch of cheap burgers and then tells them, "Hey, see those kids over there? Uh, beat them up for me." And they're like, "Well, I mean, you did just buy us some burgers." Oh, it's yeah, great. No, the, what kind of post-apocalyptic wasteland is suburban Seattle that you just? It's just like this kid goes to a burger time, um, and he buys a comical pyramid of hamburgers. And there's just a bunch of kids around him eating hamburgers gleefully like they haven't eaten in five years. And he's just like, stick with me, kids, and you'll never go hungry. And then he commands them to beat up kids on sight. It's uh... And they don't and they 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 definitely encircle them and kind of harass them a little bit. Uh, but then as soon as the kids have a chance to react in any way, the first way RJ and Jason react is to retreat and surrender and they they run away. Um, but fast forward a little bit to really the the coup de gras of this movie, the piece de resistance, the meeting of Bruce Lee's ghost. Yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, um, we should clarify that this uh, this kid, what is his name? Jason. Jason. Jason is a um, unhinged lunatic who has a clearly like psychopathic level obsession with Bruce Lee. Like, if you have a poster of Bruce Lee, great. If you have three posters of Bruce Lee, great. If you have like 50 posters of Bruce Lee in every room that you spend any time in, like something's wrong with you. And a, a, essentially a, a shrine to him in the he garage that he- 100% shrine to him. Works out to and, and, and uh, fantasizes about when he goes in he there. He has a night. conversation with RJ. He points at a poster of Bruce Lee and he says, one day I'm going to be just like him. Hey, I hear he's buried in Seattle. Do you know where? And RJ says, yeah, I'll take you there tomorrow, which is both like that, that's crazy on both ends. Like, Nick, like you heard any like awesome like celebrity corpse gossip lately? <laughs> like you hear yeah, anything she... about like the corpse of uh, anybody in particular? Uh, yeah, man, I can take you to him if you want. Can we go there like right now? Yeah, sure. You're my best friend. I love you. Yes. <laughs> but uh, which which reminds me, uh, I liked that scene uh, because I have been to Bruce Lee's grave. What? Uh uh, when I first got up here a, a couple years ago, and yeah. uh, I know you now, go through Seattle a lot, so for real, you've been through that cemetery. I have been through that cemetery. Now, unfortunately, it also has Brandon Lee's grave. How next is that to unfortunate? It. <laughs> what? Brandon Lee was Shots awesome. Fired at Brandon Lee. Yeah, you hate there. Brandon Lee. Jeez, <laughs> you just really disliked Rapid Fire. I thought it was okay. Um, but uh, surprising to me, there are other celebrities in that uh, cemetery as well, besides. Uh, Brandon and Bruce Lee. Oh, corpse there, gossip. Yes, there was the, uh, as I was looking around, I found the tombstone for the founder of uh, Cash, 100 Money Millionaire Records that uh, also has acolytes. He has fans of his own, people who, you know, uh, pilgrimage, make pilgrimages up there to pay their respects. And they do that by leaving little joint roaches uh, surrounding his tombstone. I love it. I which love I, it. Thought, I thought was nice. I thought, I thought that was very cool of him. But that that it made it made me smile a little bit because it made me remember that memory of when I went to uh, Bruce Lee's grave and had more fun finding Cash Money Millionaires <laughs> <laughs> founders tomb as well. Uh, but yes, yeah, so so he so he finally does get essentially his life wish. 
his uh you know the greatest right. thing he could ever want. He's just gotten his ass kicked at a pool party, and he he immediately does the normal teenage thing of running into a cemetery and yelling at the corpse of Bruce Lee about it, saying, "Please, please why, help me! Please help me!" And then he then he goes to an abandoned house. What? Wait, before that, before <laughs> that. He, uh, his dad finds him again and tells him, stop fighting. You shouldn't be fighting. I kind of, I'm starting to wonder if his dad's just telling him because all I ever see you, son, is beat up that you suck at fighting and you just, that's why you shouldn't because it's not, you're not good at it. It would be great if he was just like, how about you stop getting your ass kicked? Yeah. You know, why don't you try that on for size? Okay. So he, <laughs> uh, so, but it, but what, but what he does instead, what, uh, his dad does instead is, uh, trash his Bruce Lee shrine. Uh, yeah. With one beautiful moment where uh, he tears the biggest poster he has, tears it in half, and as he does it, Jason shrieks in wailing physical pain. Uh, it's like sort of like remember that remember that scene in The Simpsons when uh, Lisa breaks up with Ralph? Nope. Oh, well, you should because <laughs> it's a brilliant scene. Here's and, a reference that's uh, more popular. Okay, when. Yeah, totally. uh, when Luke Skywalker finds out that that uh, Darth Vader is oh, his, his dad, dad, and he goes, right. and his face is just like a tangled yeah. mass of agony. All right, like, that's it's, true. It's, All right, it's I, that I, level of emotion, but it's a it's like one it's of eight hundred of his Bruce Lee posters. Don't do that! No! But he 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 freaks out and cries, and then takes all of his uh, torn Bruce Lee memorabilia that his dad's just taken and uh, goes to RJ. Again, RJ, uh, man in the clinch, the the guy to go to. He's like, "What? what where am I gonna train? Where am I gonna worship Bruce Lee?" At? And he's like, "I know a place." And he takes him to an abandoned squat heroin house well, somewhere RJ, in yeah. Belltown. <laughs> oh, it's <that's laughs> amazing. Like, yeah, he goes. He literally says, uh, "Oh, I know an abandoned house we can go to." And he goes, "Like, how am I gonna get that stuff there, though?" And he goes, "Don't worry about it. RJ will provide." And like, he does. I need an the RJ scene, in my life, dude. They're all there with everything he's everything he has. Uh, that he took from his dad's I house. I think he just stole a car off of the street. <laughs> He's just like, RJ's on a mission. Well, whatever it takes, RJ will get it done. Because he, he gets him into the house, and then uh, RJ gets to go home, and he sets up this uh, new house, uh, which is actually an upgrade from a garage shrine to a full full house shrine. How long do you think he's Bruce in that Lee? house? Because we have a lot of scenes of him being in this abandoned house, and I'm like, did his parents just go... Well, I haven't seen that kid in a few weeks. Yeah, like, whatever. Fuck it, we're off the hook. We yeah. don't have to deal with him anymore. But he he uh, not only sets up all his posters again, but now he he sets it up with uh, a bigger, better dojo, more punching bags. He he gets bags of sand. He hangs them from the ceiling. Like he's got a whole Punisher's uh, workout set up here. And then uh, before he starts using it uh, on his own, his master, the man he's been waiting for, the answer in life he's been waiting for, shows up the ghost of Bruce Lee. Yeah, guys, uh, we're 47 minutes into this movie, which is just so far just kind of a weird, vaguely kung fu related piece of crap. And and 47 minutes in, all of a sudden, magic is happening. Full-blown, like, supernatural events are just popping off. What? But, yes, but the best part... Is not in is not only is it the ghost of Bruce Lee, it's the ghost of someone who looks nothing like Bruce Doesn't Lee. Doesn't look like a not lick. even close. Not a lick like to the Bruce point Lee. to the point where and this I think is so cool that's in the movie is that when Bruce Lee ghost comes out of you know the white light mm -hmm. uh, towards Jason, Kung Jason, Fu Heaven. Jason, yeah, Kung Fu Heaven. Jason says to him, 
who are you? <laughs> what? <laughs> How did you get here? And he's like, you called. I'm Bruce Lee. And Jason's like, oh, oh, you're you're Bruce Lee. Well, that's weird since you look nothing like the man in the poster that's in the shot directly behind you. Posters. Oh, so many. The, this kid's only hobby is looking at pictures of Bruce Lee. And he doesn't know what Bruce Lee looks like, I guess. This is uh, it's it's it made me rip my fucking hair out when I saw this first. Pause <laughs> these scenes. There's there's at least two scenes of uh fake Bruce Lee and a giant poster clearly visible of Bruce Lee directly behind him in the same shot. It's insane. And on top of that, on top of that, check this out. Uh first of all, he keeps calling Bruce Sensei, mm-hmm. which is wrong and racist because Bruce Lee's Chinese. And he keeps calling him Japanese master name. Uh, But uh, on top of that, the director, why these scenes uh, outside of the look of them are so bonkers is the director gave each uh, each actor their dialogue only in their native tongue. So uh, the Bruce Lee actor uh, does all his dialogue in Cantonese and Jason does all his dialogue in English at each other, not knowing what the other one is saying, just going off visual cues of the director off screen saying, start talking, stop talking. And so there's no context to what either one is saying to each other. They're just repeating lines at a point when the other one starts, stops talking. It's insane. Like, I can't believe they did it this way, but they did. And actually it works because now it's memorable. Then it's, but so he trained, but so he, uh, Brucey's ghost trains him in a cool, kick-ass, uh, super homoerotic uh, workout montage. Oh, you're talking RJ about where RJ's sitting in his lap eating, eating ice an ice cream cr- like With a grin on his mouth? Eating is generous. Filleting, I think, would be the word. <laughs> like, he is just, like, chowing down on this big sloppy ice cream cone while sitting in uh, Jason's his, his lap. friend's lap while he does, uh, he does a move thrust. that doesn't have a word exactly. He's... Horizontal. It's a it's a pelvic a gap. Yeah, it's a pelvic He's thrust. Pelvic thrusting up and thing. down. Yeah, and his friend is sitting in his lap and uh, just chowing down on some ice cream and having like a great time. But that's that's our day, dude. Or laying on his back while he does push ups. Like just they're just they're just they have friends. a they have a real they have a connection special. They don't want to put a label on it. Yeah, they just they just live. They just live in love. Uh, but so that workout montage happens that leads to the final fight. Uh, where the the gangsters finally show up and uh, tell the the karate dojo that Jason uh, tried to join earlier in a hilarious uh, form signing out scene where they say where he says hey can I join this dojo and they say yes you must sign these forms first and he says <laughs> okay I will and then before he's done signing a guy walks up and is like hmm this all looks in order come here join our dojo uh, <laughs> but the mob comes to uh, take over this dojo. And uh, they bring Ivan and a bunch of goons. Ivan uh, the Russian? I'm yeah. sorry, I got confused. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not the Ukrainian. Got it. Okay. Uh, the Russian, not the Georgian, yeah. the Russian. Uh, but they bring Ivan the Russian to show up. Uh, and he, uh, of course, mops through uh, the first two guys uh, that represent this dojo that Jason wants to be a part of. Uh one of them, which is the other guy, is Peter Cunningham, who Van Damme knocks out twice during their 30-second fight scene. Yeah. He somehow finds a way to fuck up and kick this dude in the head so hard he knocks him out twice. 
Uh, is this the fight where he has that move where he like kind of ties people up in ropes? Yeah, yeah, it's and... a very, it's a wrestling thing where he ties them up in ropes and then they they slingshot forward so that he can punch them again. Um, very strange. Uh, but so so that happens and then you get you do get one great one great moment where after he does he mops up these two dudes he does a uh, splits. Which we're saying is the invention of the van, the famed Van Dam splits. I would, oh yeah, man, I was worried we were gonna have a splits-free JCVD movie, but uh-uh. no, it's from here. the get-go, he knew he knew where his money was at. He does this cool uh, splits taunt in one of the corners where he does the splits on the second rope and then crosses his arms and shakes his head smirkingly, like yeah, yeah of, come like, at he's me. He's like bouncing around and stuff, and it's just like it's pretty sweet. That was pretty cool. But then uh, the next, the, the last guy comes in, the guy who runs the dojo, and he's a champion. And he does pretty good, uh, but not good enough. Van Damme eventually starts overpowering him. And who's going to save the day? Um, I don't know, man. I... <laughs> it's, it's Jason. It's Jason. I'm sorry. It's, it's Jason. 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 Jason's going to Not do. Bruce Lee's ghost because he's trained. He's taught him everything he could. He's taught him everything he knows. Well, and now it's time for Jason what, to take those to the streets. This is my question to you, Nick, this time around. What did the ghost of Bruce Lee teach Jason? Because all I picked up on was um, practice karate, uh, work out a lot. This is not used for aggression. It's used for defense. These are all things that... He already was hip to and was already into. He's already training for three years in karate. His dad is always like, no, this is not for aggression. Remember, no fighting, fighting bad. And uh, yeah, Bruce Lee doesn't. But now there's no new information from the ghost of Bruce Lee from Beyond the Dead. It was just to give him the confidence to finally, at the very end of his journey, to not retreat. Mm-hmm. And not surrender. For once. For once. For once. And it's the one time it really counts. Because he jumps in there and him and JCVD have a pretty badass fight scene, uh, you know, uh, in the American Kumite that for some reason is held in a high school sized gym. Yeah, I gotta say the the actual karate in this movie is not too bad. It's 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 uh it's it's pretty entertaining. It's really cool. And uh, they have, they they go they go back and forth and they they fuck each other up a little bit, and then uh Jason finally uh even after gets jcv in a rage uh, and he, he comes at him and he does a kick-ass guile kick uh sonic boom kick and knocks him out of the ring and uh the 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 dojo is saved and the mob is kicked out of seattle uh yay yeah that's another one of my my favorite running things is people talking about the quality of regional karate it's like people will be like hey that guy over there was saying that uh seattle karate is not great and L.A. karate is awesome. And, they, and he's yeah. like, what? And they get together like the Jets and the Sharks. And, start and that guy, that guy no. is mad. Like that guy makes like. Talking he smack a, about Seattle karate? Uh, Nick, I no disrespect, but I've heard that Texas karate is subpar to Oregon karate. What? What? You want to go? Oh, you that's go? it. You're going down <laughs> right now. Oh, boy. And then just spin jump kick <laughs> and just, just randomly. But uh, we uh, edited it out, but there was a huge karate fight. Right yeah, there was, a, there was a giant karate fight that just happened. Honor, honor restored. Uh, but they, 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 they win the day. They, they save Seattle karate uh, from evil New York gangsters. Damn gangsters. And then what's, what's the last thing to do, of course, is a sweet crowd surf. 
Oh, uh, this crowd surf goes on for so long. It's insane. So long that there's at least three points where the crowd <laughs> gets tired of surfing Jason and drops him, but picks him up and looks to the camera and the no, we're still taping. Just go, keep keep going. We 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 uh, we haven't got it all yet. And they they keep crowd surfing a little bit more. Drop him. Can we can we stop now? Can we yell cut? Can we please stop this? Uh, but they don't, and you get to see him. You get to see Jason fall down uh, three or four more times before they finally cut to black. Yeah, it's not a super long movie. I'd say this this crowd surfing at the end is like eh, it's like twenty five percent of the movie. It's just <laughs> just the crowd pumping this little kid up and down over and over. It's insane. Makes you wonder if he if he thinks oh, I should have took that LAPD job since he got the notice that he got accepted. Uh, he got the role got the lead role of jason in this film the same time he got a notice from lapd accepting him to uh the lapd academy if he wanted to go and he said no it's i want to go film no retreat no surrender yeah wow we are out on our first episode that's yeah. uh that is that is us and no retreat no surrender yeah we're gonna you know try to keep it a little uh, a little short and sweet hopefully um uh, Nick, any final notes or, or thoughts about No Retreat, No Surrender? Well, outside of that, you you need to see this. And uh, someone please freeze frame and print out a giant poster of fake Bruce Lee standing in front of a Bruce Lee poster so yeah. that I can put that on my wall. Yeah, it's it's a really weird movie. It's very funny. Like, yeah, watch it with some buds for sure. Like, this is a recommend, I would say. 100% recommend. We are uh, uh, in agreement with this. One so far, so so agreesy. I, I look forward to the day that we totally disagree, and I'm like, shut up, idiot. That movie uh, sucks. We get, get some fire, get some passion going in this. No, nope. Uh, nope. It's all it's all peace and love. But I'm pretty passionate. We think we're both pretty passionate that you need to see this. Yeah, no, no. Go out and see this. Uh, there's a Rift version um, from the uh, Misty OG dudes on Amazon. That you can watch it at on Amazon, and there is also a illegal ripped version on YouTube. So you you know whatever, whatever you want. Right now, pull it up, watch it. it. Doesn't cost Uh, you nothing. Go to a coffee shop, like figure out their Wi-Fi password, and just watch this dumb movie for free. Uh, and then uh, listen to our review of it and see what you thought uh, when we post it on Bad Movie Suggestion and or the uh, VHS Vengeance. Uh, Facebook pages and uh, I think uh, I think that's it and we will see you guys next time um, any hints for the next movie that we're going to be doing uh, let's just say it's the it could be the biggest fight between man and monster yeah space in punch. the universe um, that's my two word hint right there alright thanks guys later thank you You've been listening to VHS Vengeance on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. 